You are listening to the Faith, Love, and Relationship Podcast with Melvin Davis. And we are back. We are back for Green Flags for a Godly Man. I um I did probably two two parts of I'm not sure maybe one or two parts of this um of this series of uh, green flags for a godly woman and now I want to you know take the time to um to redirect our attention on green flags for a godly man and I think this um this message is so um is so important um this message is going to bring a lot of um, balance. Um, I mentioned before <clears throat> that um, there is so much content um, on on godly dating, uh, godly relationships that are um, catered towards women, things that women should look for in a man, and um, there is not much um, for men um, messages that are that are directed towards um, godly men in the body of Christ, and. The Lord has um, has pressed upon my heart to uh, to shift the attention, if you will, um, to bring balance to the scale of uh, the discussion of you know Christian courtship, godly dating, et cetera, et cetera. And there are some green flags that I want to um, share with some godly men out there. If you have found that beautiful wife, that God-fearing woman. Um, maybe you're not married yet. You just, you're just in the courting stage. Um, but there are some things that, that gives you ultimate peace. Things that, um, that you have recognized in this woman, um, that are green flags. And this is, this, um, this message here is really an intro. Um, I will probably will divide this message up into maybe two parts, but I want to do the intro first to set set the stage um, for godly men. If you and this this might just be just confirmation for you if you are currently dating a a, a Christian woman, a God fearing Christian woman. Um, you know, I want to say uh, kudos to you, um, and I'm I'm praising why I'm waiting for my Proverbs 31 God-fearing woman. If you have already found her, I want to take this time to celebrate you um, and praise God on your behalf, um, because it is extremely difficult to find. A God-fearing woman, and again, this is just the intro to set set the stage for what's going to come after this message. But I said it is it's it's rare to find a God-fearing woman these days, and I I, I want to break it down this way: the body of Christ is very vast, and everyone is at different stages in their walk with Christ. 
um, there are there are people who are um, committed, dedicated, zealous, um, and love with God, and there are some of those there are there are, there are persons who are on that path in pursuit of intimacy with the Lord, and then there are those who are living uh, lukewarm lives uh, in Christ, not really pursuing Him, um, and and not really committed, and. This isn't a, uh, a statement of condemnation, of judgment. It is what it is. And you know, when I say that it's rare to find a God-fearing woman, by God-fearing, I mean a woman who is set apart for the Lord, a woman who has consecrated herself. And by consecrated, that means living a holy in righteous life, not a life that is rooted in the world, um, secular tendencies and, and embracing secular views of the world and, and, and lifestyles that makes you question where a person stands. And it's, uh, I call this God-fearing woman, she is like the remnant. A remnant is a, a small number of people who, who hearts really burn um, and desire uh, to live for Christ. And this person is sold out to the Lord. And that's why I'd say that it's, it's hard to find a God-fearing woman. You know, Scripture says that, you know, be holy for I am holy. And this is something that, that God had said, if, you know, I've, I've called you that, you know, I've called you out of this world. I've set you apart to live for me. You are my people. And there's not many that it, and this is the honest truth that there aren't a lot of people in the body of Christ who are sold out for the Lord. And I'm saying to you, my brother in Christ, if you found a woman who heart um, who heart is in the hand in the hands of of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? You have found the good thing, and I am praising God on your behalf. I also want to uh, point out and and to bring to your attention, um, if you are um, single, you're in you're you're single in this season. You are waiting. Uh, because God is preparing you for your wife and and God is preparing your wife for you. It is important to practice discernment. And I want to, there are a few scriptures um, that I want to bring to your hearing. And maybe you want to grab a pen and, uh, to write these things down. Um, but these are, these are good scriptures that that's going to, help you to decipher and discern the will of God. And in reading these scriptures years ago, um, I, I began to practice or have, I made it a practice that whenever I'm, I'm reading the scripture and, and the Holy Spirit brings something to my attention and it really stands out, I will use that moment uh, as a prayer point that whatever I'm reading, I will pray that scripture and, and ask the Lord to in part, whatever it is that the Holy Spirit has impressed upon my heart. 
And these scriptures that I um, that I want to share with you, it it relates to discernment. Um, so here are a few, and this is this is from. I'm going to read scriptures from Luke, Mark, and Matthew. Um, and, and this might be just different uh, translations of of the scripture. And all of these scriptures are, you know, this is they're referring to to Jesus. So this is Luke six eight. But he knew what they were thinking, and he said to the man with the weather hand, "Get up, come forward." And he got up and, and came forward. Mark two eight. Immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, why are you reasoning about these things in your heart? Matthew 22:18. But Jesus perceived their malice and said, why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Matthew 25. I'm sorry, Matthew 12, 25. And knowing their heart, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and in any city or house divided against itself will not stand. So all these scriptures that I just read to you, Luke 6, 8, Matthew 2, 8, I'm sorry, Mark 2, 8, Matthew 22, 18, and Matthew 20, um, 12, 25, all these scriptures are are pointing to uh, discernment, the discernment that Jesus Christ walked in in this earthly ministry. And when I began to read these scriptures and when I, whenever I was studying the gospels, I would say to, I would say, I would pray in that moment, I would say, Jesus, give me the kind of discernment that you had. Sharpen my discernment to be able to uh, understand and, and see what's in the heart, what's in the hearts of people. And he answered my prayer. And in God answering this prayer, it has become, and I've made some mistakes along the way when I wasn't able to discern the will of God and in many of my uh, dating relationships. And we all will stumble and make these mistakes. But in making those mistakes, it's good to reflect so you can correct and move forward um, with wisdom so that you don't repeat the mistakes of your past. But as I um, matured in the Lord and and have spent a lot of time with him and, and spent a lot of time in reading God's word, intimacy with the Lord in a secret place and, and feeding on the word of God, it's going to sharpen your discernment. It's going to happen like automatically, whether you begin to pray for it or not. But in that moment, I was intentional. I would say, Jesus, give me a discernment. Give me a discerning heart. And with the Lord, with the Lord answering my prayer, I was able to discern God's will. Sometimes in a conversation with someone. If I'm talking to someone of interest, sometimes I will know within five minutes of a conversation whether or not this woman is the one. Sometimes I've taken a few conversations or a couple of weeks or three months tops now. And it takes a lot to get to the point of, of wanting to 
pursue a woman for that, you know, duration of, uh, for, for that duration or that length of time. Because time is of, is of the essence. And if you're like me, you understand that time is a gift from God and it's something that we can't waste. And you want to you, you want the discernment of God to be able to recognize his will. And I want to I want to read a, a few quotes as well. Again, this is just the intro of green flags for a godly man. When I get into part one, I know that for those who who have found that that special Proverbs 31 rare woman. I know these points are going to hit home for you. And if ladies, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure that you want to rejoice in and and what I'm going to uh, to share with the body of Christ. So here's a quote um, that, that I want to read. And I also want to just, um, in addition to the scriptures that I read of, of the kind of discernment that Jesus walked in, I also want to encourage men to read the book of Ruth and Esther. Ruth and Esther. And in addition to those books, uh, I'm also going to recommend and suggest that you read um, the 31 chapter, 31st chapter in Proverbs, um, because this this is going to this is going to help you. This is going to add to your discernment um, and understanding uh, what and who a God fearing woman is, who a virtuous woman is, and and these scriptures they are. Um, they're etched in my in my spirit, and it's what I I measure. It's what I use to measure and to gaze whether or not if this woman is for the Lord or not. So here's a here's a here's a quote that I want to read, and it says, "Men in Christ, God will give you supernatural favor for your wife that you can't explain. You will see." What no other what no other man has, and appreciate what they took for granted. They saw a woman, but you will see a wife. My brothers in Christ, God is going to give you supernatural favor for your wife. That you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna value you're gonna you're gonna see her as a gift from God. And in seeing her as a gift from God, you're going to have a supernatural favor for her that you cannot explain. That you're going to, you, you, there's going to be a want and a need in your heart to treat her right. The other quote that I want to share with you, um, and, this, and this is, you can take it as, um, as wisdom. The other quote is, don't forget that character is a part of of a woman's beauty. And I know, I know men, I, I've, uh, I've met cross paths with men who, um, are looking for that trophy wife or, um, men who, who become mesmerized and drunk off a woman's external beauty, her shape and how she looks. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting uh, or desiring to marry a woman who is 
physically attractive to you. I do. I want to marry a woman who I'm, a, I'm physically attractive to and who I find beautiful. But it's not the all in all. It's not, it's not a, a sign or co of confirmation that I found my wife just because she looks good. Men in Christ, you have to be able to look at a woman's heart and to judge her by her character. And it's going to take discernment. Again, it's going to take the, um, discernment to be able to see what fruit of the spirit that she's walking in. She's walking in, in, in the fruit of the flesh, the fruit of this world, or she's walking in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Because you're not just marrying a woman's beauty or you're not just marrying a woman that looks good, but you're also marrying a woman um, a woman's character. You want to know if she's a God-fearing, loving woman, if the, the love and compassion of Christ is in her heart. And I'm sure that you want to be with the woman who's kind, gentle, generous, understanding, wise, prayerful. And to marry a woman and to ignore her character and the fruit of the spirit just because she looks good, it can cost you. Beauty can cost you your peace. The other quote that I want to read to you, I hope this is really good. I hope this is a, a uh, an eye-opener for you. If not an eye-opener confirmation, something that you heard already. Praise God if you have already. Another quote that I want to read to you, men in Christ, a kingdom minded woman is a good thing. Her heart is given to Christ and marriage before you. I'm going to break the first statement now and then the next one. Men in Christ, a kingdom minded woman is a good thing. What do I mean by that? You see, the mind of Christ is far different. There is no comparison with the world. Jesus is a kingdom-minded man. And his heart is, is in the hands of the Father. When you read the Gospels, it's always Jesus' uh, intention and, and desire and yearning to please the Father. He did not allow culture uh, to sway or influence his mission in this earth of dying on the cross for our sins. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the body of Christ who are putting culture over Christ. That culture di dictates who they should marry, who they should like, who they should support. And that's not the mind of Christ. When you when you give your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit enters, enters you, you begin to read the word of God and you begin to to die to yourself daily. Your mind becomes transformed. Your mind becomes renewed. And it changes, you know, uh, drastically changes your entire perspective on life and how you view people. When you stand that the gates of heaven. It is not the color of your skin. 
that's going to allow you in God's kingdom. Jesus is looking at if he can see himself in you. If you walked in love. If you did the will of God, if you walked in obedience. If you served him. In your time in this earth, he's not looking at the color of your skin. I am a Christian first before I am an African-American man. And who I marry is not predicated on my culture or the color of my skin. I want to marry a woman who first loves Jesus Christ. And a woman who has married herself to Christ first before I get an opportunity to propose to her. And when you and men in Christ, if you marry a woman who's culture-minded, not kingdom-minded, you're going to find yourself in, in some conflicting um, conversations. And those conversations are, uh, that's going to, it's going to, it's going to weigh in your heart and, and, and sway you to choose between the culture of Jesus Christ. The two are not the same. And again, this goes back to finding a woman that's rare, a God-fearing woman who's set apart. Because any person, a man or woman who's, who has uh, set themselves apart from this world is kingdom-minded. And fellas, you want to marry a woman who's kingdom-minded, whose heart, who, a woman who's giving her heart to Christ in marriage before you. Because if she's giving her, giving her heart to Christ in marriage before you, she's going to be faithful to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things will be added. This is a woman who is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. A woman that's living holy and righteous before the Lord. Now, don't, don't get me wrong here. When I'm, when I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying that a, I'm not preaching a message of perfection. This is a message of, of love and having love for Christ and choosing Christ over anything else in your life. The last quote that I want to read to you before I conclude this intro, I hope you're enjoying this, is that men in Christ her tone of voice and choice of words is an eye-opener to how she views you. A woman who dishonors you will embarrass you publicly and private as well, behind closed doors. But a woman like Esther, a noble woman who, has set a, who, set, who was set apart, groomed for royalty, and prepared to be a bride, will honor you. She will also gain the respect of your circle and become a standard for single women. The favor of God is with her. I'm going to highly, I'm going to say this again, I'm going to highly suggest and recommend my brothers in Christ to read the book of Ruth and Esther. There's something in, in, in those two books and those stories that resonate within me. 
um, that bear witness to what the Holy Spirit has, has revealed to me about a Proverbs 31 woman. But to point out briefly, something that's that's continue that's continuously repeated in Ruth and and Esther and their husbands is that they had favor with their husbands. And if you are currently with a woman of God and you have favor for her, that favor is has been given to you for a reason. And that's a green flag that I'm going to get into in part one of this story. I mean, of this uh, of this uh, this message. And I want to pray us out. Um, my bad for not praying at the beginning. Um, something that I always do because I want this. I want my messages be to be spirit led. Um, but I'm, I'm going to pray pray us out um, and try to get part one to you um, sometime this week. Jesus, thank you so much for your word. Your word is truth and it stands alone. Your word is nothing like the wisdom of this world. Jesus, you have a mind all by yourself. We desire your thoughts. We desire your ways. We desire your love and your heart and your compassion. Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to transform the minds of those who are listening to this message right now that you would give them abundance of peace in their heart that will overflow like living waters. And Jesus, I just want to just praise you and thank you again for my brother in Christ who's listening right now, who has found, found that good thing that is in your word. A brother who has found a God-fearing wife, a God-fearing girlfriend who has set herself apart from this world. A woman who is living for you and only you. A woman who is living to please you and to please you only. And I feel the Holy Spirit right now. Father, I pray for men who are waiting like me. That you will continue to give us the patience to wait on your perfect timing. That you will give us a, a discerning heart to decipher and to, to distinguish the sheep from the goats, the sheep from the wolves. Give us a discerning heart, Lord. And in our season of, of waiting, I pray that you will continue us to prepare us, to mature us, and to, to groom us for marriage. And it's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. If this message has blessed your heart, um, Although just the intro of Green Flags for a Golly Man, I encourage you to share it. If you want to drop me a note or a short message, you're welcome to shoot me an email. My email is I-A-M-M-E-L-V-I-N-D-A-V-I-S um, at gmail.com. So it's I am Melvin Davis at gmail.com. And if you want to just DM me or shoot me a message on um, Facebook as well, I'm open to that.